Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Uh, it's Phil Winter, and this is the Low Static Podcast, episode one. Uh, right now, we're at an undisclosed location, at an <laughs> undisclosed place, somewhere uh, on planet Earth. And uh, today, I have a super special guest, uh, an amazing photographer. We got Nikon Poppy in here. Snap it up, you know, crowd applause. <laughs> Uh, also, name, real name is Wildy. Um, wait, so when people meet you, like, do you want people to refer to you as Wildy or Nikon Poppy? I mean, I do introduce myself as Wildy to like closer friends, but uh, people who I meet on the scene, like in the creative community, I just usually introduce myself as Nikon or Nikon Poppy. Okay. All right. So my first question: um, What do you shoot with? Nah, I'm just playing with. Nah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Um, yeah. So who are you? Like, where'd you come from? Like, where's your hometown? How'd you get into photography? Let's start from the beginning. Well, uh, I came from South Florida, so I grew up in South Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, my family's from Haiti, so, you know, they're from the actual island. Dope, big up to Haiti. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's where everything started for me. I grew up there, I spent half my life there, and then I came over to Atlanta after that, you know, specifically up in Gwinnett, you know, where nobody visits. Yeah, <laughs> as far as hell, <laughs> super far. Apparently. Yeah. So how did, like, how do you think your city, like, influenced you in, like, to do photography and art or just to be creative? Uh, I think Atlanta definitely drove me towards the creative space more than South Florida did, but I do credit South Florida for giving me the opportunity to live in a very diverse place. Like, I didn't know what racism was or yeah. any of that stuff. It was so many different kinds of people, old, young, that I just grew up really in a happy place, really um, understanding that everybody's equal and that gave me a great footing to come over to the Atlanta community and just show love to everybody. Yeah, dope, dope. Would you ever move back to Florida, do you think? Definitely, I would. It's hot as hell, yeah. but um, I think I would move there. It's, it's a lot less humid than, than Atlanta, so that breeze will keep me cool. I can, I can see myself back there one day. I definitely am not moving back to Jersey as much as I love Jersey. <laughs> I'm from there. I love Jersey to my heart till I die. I cannot move back as much as I love y'all. Um, Why not? Nah, it's just nothing like positive. It's not like the Atlanta scene at all. Like the Atlanta scene, I feel like people are more willing to help each other. It's more of like a friendly community vibe. Like it's nothing like that. In Jersey, New York, it's like every man for themselves. Like, oh, I don't want to help you. I'm trying to help myself. Like a crabs in a barrel kind of mentality. It does seem like that northern vibe. Like that's the energy of the Yeah, and it's like I just don't really like that. And it's, it doesn't ever come out productive like I've seen like a lot of people who are working doing the same thing we're doing up there, and it doesn't really get as far. I feel like it's just different. I don't know, it's just two different scenes, um, two different states. I feel like if I was still living in Jersey, I probably wouldn't be doing shit. I wouldn't be doing any photography that I'm doing right now. I definitely wouldn't have any of the um, opportunities or anything that I'm doing right now. So I'm super blessed and thankful for that. That's real. So, um, do your parents uh, support your your creative endeavors? Are they super supportive? You know, that's a question I get pretty often because it seems like when, when people pursue the creative space or creative careers, like the parents are usually like, nah, like get a real job, especially foreigners. Yeah, you know? facts. Big yeah. fact. But my parents, now they've always shown love. My mom was, was really stuck on me going to school, though, because she was like, she was like, I'm glad you're making your own money and you got your own stuff going on. But like, if you don't get that degree, it's over for you. <laughs> so... While I was I was in school, I just graduated last year at the end of the year. Congrats. Uh, while I was in school, thank you. But I, I've been doing photography the whole time. So it's been a crazy, it was a crazy balance trying to 
manage um, running my own business and like networking and always being in the city and then coming back to Gwinnett and sleeping for like three, four hours and taking a test in the morning and stuff. Yeah. Word. All right, that's what's up. Yeah, my parents, they're like, my mom is a lot more supportive now. My dad still isn't like that supportive, but it, it, it was funny about my mom. Like, I had to take like my cousins to like convince her because like my mom lives in Barbados and uh, my cousins went over there. For some reason, they were all over there for some reason. They all FaceTime me like, yo, what's up? Where are you at? Why are you at home? You're not up here. I'm like, damn, whatever. I'm at the crib. And then um, literally, so um, I think my cousins were talking to my mom about photography. They're also photographers, too. And we all follow each other on Instagram and stuff like that. And I think, I don't know how I got brought up in the conversation, but ultimately, like, my mom said something about me. And like, yo, nah, he's got to do photo. Like, he's lit. Like, he's doing this. Yeah. He's doing that. Like, you don't even understand. Because my parents are so, like, far removed from, like, hip-hop and, like, pop culture. Like, my mom doesn't know who the fuck Drake is. Like, she doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. Like, she doesn't care. Like, so, um, yeah, so it took my cousins. Like, they're worried. He'd be like, yo, like, nah, he's he's on to something. Like, he's definitely doing something for her. He'd be like, all right, word. Like, let me see what he's up to. Let me see what's going on. And she kind of chilled think- off on me. I think that's a theme for like older people because that's happened in my life too. Like, it takes another person to give you that cosign for our parents to really be like, okay, like that's cool. right, like, exactly, like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll tell my mom like what I got going on. I could tell her like, you know, I'm on the I'm on the cover of National Geographic. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But if someone else is like, oh, your son, he was he was in National Geographic. She's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's really doing stuff. Like, that's really how it would be. Um, who do you think was like the first person to like? really believe in you like outside of yourself you you're telling yourself yo i'm actually pretty dope with this photography like who is like somebody outside that was like yo you're actually really talented you should keep doing this like this is your thing man i can't even i can't even really pinpoint one person it was just a lot of people surrounded around me that was like supportive of what i was doing i started when i was 14 so i was in high school and a lot of people at that time weren't doing photography so you know, to see someone like myself do it, like people were like, oh, you know, go ahead, do your thing, man. Like everybody really wanted to see me do do well. In yeah. It. What was like the first like what was like the first type of stuff that you were shooting? Like when you first started doing photography? I actually only took uh, photos of like flowers and landscapes when I first started. I did not like taking photos. Of yeah, people. same. I started the same way, too. <laughs> I did not shoot people all until like after like the first year or so. Yeah, it wasn't cool to me. Like. It was very annoying because, you know, in, in the beginning, your family is like, oh, back then, everyone was like, oh, camera, take my photo, take my photo. So I just got tired of the whole people dynamic of photography, yeah. but I grew into it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. Um, how do you describe, like, your shooting style? Uh, I would describe my style as minimal, um, very much lifestyle. Like, that's my, that's my preferred style of work, like, lifestyle, editorial. Yeah. You know, I try to incorporate color when I can, but... Yeah, just just simple to the point, very impactful. Dope, dope. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, like, what's running through your mind? Let's say you're 15 minutes away from doing a shoot. Like, what's going through your mind as you're heading up to the photo shoot? Hmm. Like, what's some things you're thinking of to amp yourself up or just, like, <laughs> or I don't know, like, what's going through your head? Well, I think I, I, like to, I like to leave a little bit of space for spontaneity, you know? Yeah. Like I, I do, I'm a planner. I'm a very strategic kind of person. Anybody who's like gone out with me or has set up something with me knows that I'm like very, I get that leader energy going like, all right, I gotta have this, gotta have this. Like, do you have this? Are you good? You know? So when I'm going up to a shoot, I'm, I'm always thinking of the location, the person, like hopefully I've seen their outfit already. 
And um, I've coordinated that with what we've got going on, where we are. And so I'm kind of just thinking how I can piece it all together and make sure, obviously, the person's comfortable. You know, I'm always thinking about the other person and how how we can make the best work out of what we've got going on. Yeah, dope, dope. Yeah, me, I'm kind of I'm kind of weird how I, like, prep for shoots. Like, it depends if, like, if it's something, like, I'm hitting up a homie for. Um, it's just, like, we'll just find a place, tell me what your outfit is, and we'll just walk around and figure it out. Because I just like the challenge of, like, finding something. Because I'll have the idea in my head of what I want it to, like, look like, but I just like... Just the unknown, like, you know what I mean? We can just, yeah, we yeah. just find it, you know what I mean? Like, we can just find, like, something really dope, and it always, we just make it work. Something always just happens out of it, and that's just what I really appreciate of it. Even though I do plan, too, but yeah, I just yeah, like course. the, I'm like, I'm like professional, but unprofessional at the same time. It's like one of those things that I really like. It's like a balance, yeah. You got to leave it open sometimes. Yeah. I think sometimes people plan too much, myself included. You have to leave a little bit of room to just be surprised you know exactly. sometimes that's how the best work comes about exactly exactly all right so like what's your uh creative editing process like like what do you need to like so you just got done with the shoot you got all your photos like how do you edit like what's your what do you need like in a room to edit like, what's um, what's going to set the vibe for you to edit the best photos for you well if it's if we're talking about the vibe and not the specific yeah no nah, not the specific but just like what do you need in a room do you need some food do you need like a dim light do you need a candle like like what do you yeah. need I probably just ate, so I'm good on food, but I need, it's mostly pitch black. I'm, I'm usually editing in a pitch black room. I've got dark curtains, so the room is dark. It could be 3 p.m. and it looks like midnight. In my yeah, room. same. I got the music going, so I'm usually playing like New Job Is, you know, some kind of lo-fi hip-hop or like Selection Radio. Oh, they're dope. I love them. Yeah, shout out to my Selection people. But I just got that thing going, like nonstop, like an hour, two hours on a, on a playlist. I don't have to touch anything, skip any music, and I'm just in the edit mode. Like, yeah. I'm in Lightroom, I'm in Photoshop, and I'm, I don't know, I just get in the zone, you know, I get lost in it, and that's kind of when I produce my best work, when I can focus on that. I'm not really touching my phone like that, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. You just got to go on Do Not Disturb, like, literally, because that's how I be, too. Like, I'll just, for me personally, I just need a dark-ass room, like, I need some music, give me some food, and... Yeah, that's literally all I need. <laughs> and weed. And we can smoke. <laughs> we can smoke and create some dope, really dope shit. And that's what usually always comes out great. Um, what's, what's like the shortest and like the longest like successful photo shoot that you've done? Shortest and the longest. Uh, shortest shoot. I definitely had a few shoots that were like super quick. Um, when I think of short shoots, I think of my time in New York. Like, yeah. yeah, that's where one of my short, shortest yeah, shots like were. I went... One time I was with a, a friend and then I went back for fashion week. So fashion week, I already had like the lessons from my previous New York trip. And that was when I was just really meeting people on the street. Like maybe we had 10, 15 minutes to talk before we had to be somewhere. You know, New York is super fast paced. So yeah, five, 10 minutes tops, you know, yeah. I like your outfit. Like, what do we have around here? You go for a five minute walk. Oh, I like this alley. I like this building right here. Cool. Boom, boom, boom. Knock it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh. What about like the longest shoot? Longest shoot. Um, I think the longest shoots I've had were when I was in my like lookbook phase. So a couple years ago, not too long ago, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, I did my last re lookbook, my most recent one. And those take forever because I've got a handful of people with me. You know, I might have seven, eight models, men and women. And they've all got different outfits. We're in a huge location for variety. 
and just figuring out what looks best for each person, thinking in my head how I'm going to edit it later on, you know, that creative process and that that literal footwork to get the shots and get the angles that I want and make sure it's diverse for each person because obviously you can't really go back. You know, it's it's a one-and-done kind of thing, you know, so two hours, three, maybe even four. We're spending out there just um, just hoofing it around this location, getting yeah. shots. But it's fun, you know. It has to be fun. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think like for me, like one of the shortest shots, the shoots I've did was in New York as well. Um, it was a few years ago. I was with Kim Johansson. Shout out Kim. Shout out to um, Kim. Me and her, we went to this. So first off, where I was on the internet looking for spots to shoot at in New York, and I found like this one cool venue spot, and it was like. Of course, it's some New York shit. Oh, ten thousand dollars minimum over six hours. I'm like, fuck, like, that, that's not even realistic. Like, what? Let me just try to pull up and like finesse something, you know? So we pull up, we get there, and she's like, yeah, like, let me show you the space, like, blah blah blah. She's showing us. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, yo, I seen your things at ten, uh, ten thousand for eight hours minimum. Um, we just can we get like four minutes, five minutes here in the shoot, and just call it a day. And she was like. All right, cool. All right. And we just literally shot everything, boom, 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 in like three or four minutes, ended up using it for her Wilhelmina portfolio and shit. All the photos came out hella dope. Um, yeah, so that was like the shortest one for me. Um, I think the longest shoot I did was like, um, I don't know. I'd say well, I wasn't, I was like a photo assistant and doing lighting for like a production, but that was like, Probably like you know how those on set they'd be like ten hours, like eleven hours type shit. So I just say something on set for sure. Yeah, that set life is different, man. Yeah, Yeah, that set life is a whole nother animal. It's completely different. So kind of speaking about that a little bit, like explain the time where you had to like you're in a photo shoot and you just had to make it work. Like let's say your battery's about to die, you only got two pictures left on your memory card. Like you know what I'm saying? Like explain one of them little times that's happened to you. Um, I'll take it back to New York again. Uh, so I'm out in New York and I see, well, no, I'm out in, I'm out in New York and I'm, I'm shooting shows, you know, back to back fashion shows. And so I end up running out of space because my computer crashed while I was at fashion week. So I couldn't offload anything. I had to keep everything on my cards. So I ended up having to run over to B and H to get another card. And, you know, I'm literally in between shows. So I had to buy a whole new card, but the card wasn't even as fast as my last one. So it's like, it's choppy. And in those situations, it's really stressful. This has happened like during client work too, not just fashion shows. Um, and it's so crazy because you you really don't know what to do. Like you can't delete what you got. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you have limited space to do, to do new things. That happens at concerts, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's one of my least favorite problems. That happened recently when I was shooting a... A client's event, and I didn't even mention it. I kept it on the low. I was like, yeah, "Everything's yeah. cool. Everything's cool." You know, <laughs> batteries dying, oh, cars filling up. But you gotta, you gotta finesse, man. You gotta yeah, that's it. yeah for sure. Um, random question. This is like a random thing I've been thinking about for like a second. How do you feel about like the like the Canon like T2i like T3i kind of changing slash ruining the music industry? I wouldn't say ruin, but kind of ruin. definitely changing the music industry because like if you think about it, like before that, like you had to have like a $10,000 budget to shoot a video. Now, when these fuckers came out, you needed $700 and, like, your friends, and True. you can just shoot it. So it made, like, kind of made, like, um, big-budget videos kind of obsolete and made it more open to creatives, I feel like. So, like, how do you feel about that? How that mm. camera, that model changed it? You know, uh, 
I think that it's a very great thing that DSLRs have evolved so much and the price point has lowered so much that younger people and people with not as much experience can jump into that world and create such powerful imagery and videos and things like that. With a low budget, like low budget. literally to little to no budget. Right. But it's also really diluting the market for people who are trying to make a huge profession out of this. You know, I think that those directors and those production teams who deserve the money and i know some of them like my friends at no usual great for sure team. shout out to them i love them yeah they're dope and i think that you know whatever number they put on their work they deserve that for <laughs> sure maybe even a little bit more like yeah, they're so absolutely. good i love them but you know the people people who don't have a lot of money to spend are gonna hear their number and be like mm, i don't know if it's worth it and see the kid and maybe a couple of his friends who charge you know 500 bucks or you know a thousand between the five of them and they're like okay we're gonna go with those kids right you know so even though it's great that you can spend less money and still get decent work, I think it's a shame because now people are undermining the value that comes from the person yeah. and just paying for the, the little the little cheap gear that people have and no experience. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So like, what's what's one of your what are some of your fears of being a creative or like what's your biggest fear about being a creative? My biggest fear. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm, I guess everybody's fear is like a fear of failure, you know, but I also strongly believe in the fear of success. So while I am afraid of failing and not making enough money and, you know, kind of burning out as a creative, at least as a photographer, I find myself often getting afraid of getting too big too fast and falling that way, you know, like I get to where I want to be, but I'm really not ready. So it's important. Mm, that's for real. Me. Yeah, it's important for me to always try to prepare myself to win. You know, I try to imagine myself in a space much larger than where I'm at and not just those little steps. Like, what if it, it really blows up? Like, are you ready for that? And what can I do to prepare myself for that kind of greatness and that kind of uh, uh, weight, you know? Yeah. Um, what is something that you wish people could understand about photographers better? I feel like there's a whole essay that it could really essay. be said about this whole thing. But. It is an essay. Uh, I think that I wish people understood that to quote, you know, to quote a great a great person, you know, I'm an artist and I'm and I'm sensitive about my shit. Yeah. Like photography is is your baby, you know. It is work at some level, but you do have to respect that this is a creative process. And, you know, while it is about the money, it's also about it's about the mindset. You know, you're paying you're paying people for what they see and what they feel, not just what they can do for you. Exactly. And I think if people understood that more and respected that more, the money would become less of an important part of the conversation when, when in regards to hiring creatives to do things. Yeah. So, um, what was like one of the who was the face? Uh, what was the first major artist show that you shot? Mm, man, I I can't even really. Point. Yeah, I don't remember mine either. Yeah, so. I, I've shot so many. Like in recent memory, I mean, some of the biggest people I've shot. Or like early. I'm talking about early, like early? the first, like major. Ooh. Oh, this is the first major person. Like, boy, boy, boy. Um, I don't even know, man. I have to. I'd have to really scroll back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, to find out like what concerts I really started shooting that were big, because some of them weren't necessarily big, but they were meaningful to me. Because you know, I was, I was seeing my friends come up, and like I remember, like way a couple years ago, like St. Beauty's first headlining show at Aisle Five, 
you know, that was a really cool moment to see them, you know, have their own concert and be like, be shining in the city after yeah. working so hard on the low for so long. So, but before that, like in my early years, since I've been doing this for 10 years, yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you who was the first big concert yeah. that I was like, oh, damn, finally, <laughs> like finally I'm getting some love. Yeah, yeah. All right. So speaking of concerts, we're going to talk about like some concert shooting etiquette um, and just <laughs> things is about dealing with um, shooting concerts and festivals and shows and all that. Um, I want to hear your take about how you deal with security and how and some of your recent. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Just dealing with security, their egos. Some people are rude. Some people are cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Like what, what's your experiences with security, dealing with security? Man, you know, I respect everybody i think that we all got a job to do and that's you know do do what you got to do i understand you're doing your job but you can do your job and not be an asshole exactly i firmly believe that that's possible for everybody in every line of work security at concerts they really take it to another level man they really just be super upset and disrespectful yeah disrespectful man like like, we're not there to do a job. And that, that goes back to what you were saying about, you know, what do I wish people understood and respected about photographers? Yeah. Like, they see us as photographers, and we get treated like, you know, young, nerdy Peter Parker. Right. Like, get the hell out of here. Like, what y'all doing here? Y'all y'all playing around with cameras. Yeah, y'all just playing. Y'all job. just clicking buttons. What are y'all yeah. doing? And that's crazy, man. I've, I've definitely experienced a lot of situations where um, security was, you know, very uh, short with me and, you know, you, you shoot your three songs or two songs and like, oh, you got to get out, blah, blah, blah. Just there's a way to go about everything. Yeah, for and sure. They were kinder about it. Yeah. Me personally, I found like a little finesse to that is if you go early to like sound check and you just talk and just chat with them like, yo, 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 I'm coming back later. Remember me. You make sure I'm good. Like I'm straight. Mm-hmm. They'll always fuck with you. For me personally, like it's, it's always just work. I'll just go in there, talk to them early, mm-hmm. shoot the shit and make, make them laugh, blah, blah, blah. And then... I'll see him later. I'm like, yo, you remember from earlier, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, my guy. What's up? Yeah, you straight. I ain't going to worry about you, blah, blah, blah. Um, so the next one, you kind of mentioned a little bit. Um, shooting for the first three songs. Um, describe that. Because some people, they'll just see the photos and think, oh, these guys got all day to just line this shit up. And he would just look in this way. When it's really like, we're really just capturing like little quick-ass moments yeah. in three songs. What, nine, ten minutes? Songs, like. Man. So, like, describe that. How much pressure do you think that puts on you? You only have three songs. And, like, how many, like, how do you feel about that? I think, uh, for me, my experience, for me, experience equates to comfortability. So, like, all these years of me shooting concerts now have really made me more comfortable with creating those moments quickly. But, you know, people who are new at it, I can see how it would be tough. Like, in the beginning, for me, when I was, like, you know, I knew that I had three songs, it never felt like enough. I was like, damn, you know, I wish I could, I wish I could get more, you know, and I would try to find ways to, you know, finesse, stay in the building and stuff. But it's super tough to, to create moments when you only have five, 10 minutes, you know, it really teaches you to be a better photographer. And limited spaces. There's so many people around you too, like other photographers, like you got to let them shoot. They don't let you shoot, like walking around these people. And then, yeah, all the crowd in the front row, which is just so much that you, that you have to deal with. And the venues make it hard for you too. Sometimes the venues are, are really small. Yeah. Sometimes there's like you said, twenty photographers. Like when Anderson Pac was just in town, like everybody wanted to shoot that, obviously. So I'm in the pit with ten, fifteen people. When we were shooting uh Jid's concert, yeah. Ten, fifteen, twenty people in the pit and you elbows going to somebody's <laughs> cheek. I'm like, damn, can y'all back up? Exactly, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I have another point. Um, dealing with other photographers and other egos and just dealing with people in the crowd, how do you 
um, feel about that? How do you go about dealing with other photographers? I think most of the photographers in Atlanta are hella cool. You know, there's a lot of love out here. For sure. Um, but you do hear things every once in a while. Like, you, you start to meet pre people that you thought were one way and they're another way. You know, maybe not so nice. Maybe a little cocky. Nah, for sure. So, I've definitely uh, almost gotten a fight with the dude before. Like, really? at a concert, yes, 100%. Oh, nah. At this one event, he was just like... He was just so, his ego was so crazy. Like, he was talking to me sideways. Like, I remember I was standing right here, and I'm trying to shoot this thing, and he stands right in front of me. And I'm like, yo, you just kind of stood right in front of me, whatever. It's like, yo, who the fuck are you? Like, what? I don't give a fuck. I work for this, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I was like, excuse me? Like, who are you talking to? Like, none of that shit matters to me. Like, what are you talking about? Like. That do not matter, bro. Like, right now, in this moment? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> that title ain't gonna That title don't mean hands. shit to me. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm here for the same reason you are. Like, that's how I be looking at it. Like, so I respect everybody in the same space. We're all here for a reason. We're all doing the job. So just all respect each other. Um, damn, that also reminded me of another time. Actually, I, I punched a kid one time. I'm not going to oh, lie. Man. It was at Come the on, uh, Imagine Festival. He deserved it, though. Um, we were at, I was at the Imagine Festival. And I was shooting. I was standing on top of the um, the little barricade in between the people and the stage. Yeah. I'm trying to get shots of the crowd or of the uh, stage. And all of a sudden, I feel this hand on my back, like, just pushing me back and forth. And I'm standing on top of the shit. And I get down, I'm like, yo, who the fuck is touching me? And I see this kid, like, yeah, turn up. So I just gave him, like, a little warning shot in the chest, like, yo. I'm like, who are you? You're not my friend. I don't know who the fuck you are. Like, security came and grabbed me up and just like, yo. Yeah, was, they were yoked you up. He didn't yoke me. He just like, yo, just chill, son, chill, chill. But I was like, you know, I'm getting paid. They gave me a nice little booth. I'm like, you know, let me just chill out, bro. Wow. Shit, really don't. Uh, it's not that big. Just be in the crowd having a good time, boy. Yeah, Going a little far. Um. Oh, how about this topic? The finesse. I feel like every good photographer has to finesse at some point at a concert to get in to get the something. So describe sometimes you had to finesse. Boy, <laughs> little little do uh, the public. <laughs> right. Half, half of it yeah. is a finesse. Seriously, it's a lot of finesse. Like I just I just make it look good a lot of the time. Like, yeah, that's what the, that's a lot of people too. Like a lot of people fin like that's just part of it. Yeah, I mean a lot of the finesse I can't really talk yeah, about. Yeah, facts. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think one memorable finesse was like Afropunk, like the first Afropunk. I was not supposed to be there technically. But, you know, it's a good thing to know, quote unquote, everyone. 1,000%. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I, I knew I knew some people and I was able to get my camera and gave it to somebody else. You know, I got in on, on a regular uh, ticket that I did not buy. So, yeah, I was able to finesse my way in that way. Got my got my equipment and stuff and ended up meeting you know a lot of celebrities, uh, a lot of cool people and shooting the shows, you know met somebody else or ran into a homie that gave it the okay to the security guard for me to shoot. So a lot of times it goes like that, you know? Like if you don't know somebody, you really can't you really can't finesse. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you really can't finesse, man. Like even sometimes when you have the credentials, I tell people this all the time, like you could be doing exactly what you were told to do or what you're supposed to do and someone could still give you a Yeah, problem. for sure. So, for so, sure. Even when I'm working, I'm finessing. You know, it'd be like, yo, this kid, he can stay there the whole time. And then three songs go by and they try to pull you out. Yeah. And now I got to go find Yo, my homie. man was just right here. He just told really? me. Yeah, yeah it'd be like, like it that. Happens. It happens all the time, man. Like, I remember an early finesse for me. It's super early, like 2012. I've, it was for this ASAP Rocky concert. 
And um, this is like when Peso just came out, like early ASAP Rocky. He's at the masquerade at the top floor. And I remember I tried to get backstage to go shoot. He was like, nah, like you gotta have this white wristband to get backstage, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, whatever. And I seen a 21 and up drinking band on the floor. I flipped that shit inside out and just walked right by. Like, yo, I got my white wristband, I'm good. And he was like, all right, bet, cool, you straight. And he literally let me go. Like, it's that simple, it was literally bro. that simple. It's that simple. A lot of the times you you just got to kind of think outside the box. Like, don't get angry. Don't try to get even, you know, even with the security guards. Just really. Think you really got to reason okay. with them. You really got to be talking. I hate that. You really got to baby talk to security guards. Like, yo, like, yeah, I really hate that shit. Like, really having to explain yourself. Like, you got to appeal to that better. Yeah. Like, I really hate explaining myself to another grown ass man about some shit I'm supposed to be doing. Like, that's really annoying. All right. So last one about concerts. How do you deal with girls and groupies? Mm. And, and seeing how they operate and work in the... You talking about the artist groupies, not my own. Yeah, right? the artist groupies. Or yeah, just concert groupies in general. Clout yeah. shorties, all that. Mm. Mm. Uh, or just name an experience that you've dealt with. or. I mean, I think it's always it's always some groupies trying to run their own finesse, you know? Like, people will see you, like, you know, when you're sitting in the pit, like, people will often try to talk to me or whatever, like, you know, what's going on? Who are you? You know, what you, what you doing? Like, do you know... Uh, do you know Drake? Like, why are you in the pit? <laughs> it's like, and they're trying to work their own finesse and try to get to the back or something, like, try to get into the pit or something crazy. Like, can you get me backstage? So, it's it's not too too much of a problem for me. I never had nobody, like, shaking me on my, on my neck like you and stuff. <laughs> what I do get a lot of the times is, like, the groupies, like, the big fans. Like, I've shot Miguel two or three times now, and golly, his fans... These women are crazy. Like, I'll be taking shots from the pit. Mind you, I only have three songs usually. And they're like, move, I can't see my uh, guy. Yeah. I can't see. I'm like, girl, if you don't get off of me, what's wrong with you? This man going to be up here for an hour. Right. I'm here for 10 minutes. Relax. Like, you could swear. You would swear they just, they feel like they're going to meet him that night. Or just right. them seeing him. is it's, it's such an experience for them. So I try to respect that. But they do be acting crazy, bro. All right, so um, what, uh, yeah, so what about what? What's another festival? Like, what's some of your favorite festivals that you shot? Uh, Afropunk's probably my favorite. It, I really like the first one, the way they had it set up, building wise. But it's still cool. I think there's a lot of cool artists. I really love the vibe and stuff. Milk and Cookies is another yeah, really dope festival. I'm looking forward to them doing another one. Um, what what else comes to Atlanta? Um, A3C. A3C. Yeah, A3C is sure. I didn't go to the last, last one. Last year was crazy. I was so lit. Yeah, but I, I do enjoy A3C too. A lot of photographers be at that. Yeah. So it's kind of a mess. It's but a crazy mess. That's definitely yeah. a crazy mess. But Afropunk, obviously, you know, I think that's my favorite because of the diversity. All right, if you could go on tour with artists, who do you think would be like a perfect fit with you? If I go on tour with an artist, uh... I really want to go on tour with someone I'm cool with. Yeah. Know? Like, it would be cool to go on tour with an artist I don't know and, like, get to know them and become, like, family. But there's a lot of artists in the city that, I, that, I'm, really, that I'm really cool with that I would love to build on, on that friendship and, and go on tour and see the world or see the country. Like, you know, dope artists like Neela, you know, Baby Rose. Yeah, shout out to them. Like, L.A., you know, L.A. just got dumb going on tour. So, like, all those kinds of people, like, people that I personally know, I would love to do that. Of course, it'd be cool to go on tour with a huge artist like, you know, like Drake or, you know, Kehlani or some, something like that. But I think growing with people that you rock with and people that you've 
grown with already is such such an important and cool for sure definitely yeah definitely definitely uh what do you think are some ideal countries to shoot in that you really want to go to back to tokyo oh tokyo i want to go there (laughs) so so bad yeah japan japan is a country that i would love to explore more um you know like certain cities you know london i'd love to go to you know like like santorini like greece Mm -hmm. um you know paris would be cool you know all those places that really have great architecture um, little known fact, I'm I'm in love with architecture. I might go back to school to be an architect. Uh, yeah, I love I love scenery and I love buildings and things like that, minimal designs. What do you think? What's like one of your favorite experiences you've had? Like a personal experience you've had, like with an artist. You're like, man, this is a cool motherfucker. I fuck with this person. Like, Some yeah, I feel like yeah, I have a lot of that too. <laughs> but like, anything that pops on your head, you're like, damn, this is a cool motherfucker. Mm. Damn. I feel like I needed to I needed to see these questions beforehand and kind of <laughs> study them and go through my catalog. Right. Yeah, it's so hard to just pick out one on the top of your head. Yeah. There'd be is. so many. I've done so many things, man, so many cool things. And I think that everybody's had their own moments and none of them really necessarily overshadow another. So which is great, you know, in, in my personal life, but for this for this uh, interview maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really think of one right now. We'll come back to that. I word. Um, do you think that you're competing with any other photographers? Do you think that there's room for all photographers? Or how do you feel about that? Do you think there's room for everybody? Do you think there's like a small little space that everybody's fighting for? Well, the cool and, you know, respectful answer is that, yeah, man, everybody everybody can grow together and it's enough space for all of us. Everybody join in, man. Give everybody a camera. But the real answer is that, even if you want to be a photographer, not everybody will be, at least not on the professional level or make a career out of it. And, you know, we can all do it, but it is an oversaturated market right now, I yeah. think. And, you know, even if you don't consider it to be right now, at some point it will be. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of us, man. Like, Atlanta is one of the most creative cities in the world. We have so many people doing so many things, especially photography. True. Everybody with a Canon... T, yeah. whatever. <laughs> is a T, anybody. Anybody with an iPhone is a fucking photographer, to be honest. There's yeah. so many people on Instagram that just even use their phone. I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm, I'm a photographer. I'm, I changed my business, my, my Instagram to a business one, and it says Insta or a photographer. And I use my phone. Seriously. That's, it's, it's cool, but it's crazy, man. Like, we can't all make the same amount of money. We can't all be the go to photographer. So there's enough people that we can all have some business, but no one's going to be a standout photographer such as someone like Cam Kirk. Yeah. If we're all yeah, we big shout out to we Cam can't Kirk. All be Cam Kirk. Yeah, shout out to him. He's really doing his thing and he's put in enough work yeah. to be at that for level. For sure, for sure. Um, outside of photo, like what do you? What else are you into? Like, what are some of your interests and like hobbies? Uh, my hobbies. Like I said, architecture, you know, I really love exploring like houses and, you know, reading up on um, designs, minimal designs. I love fashion. Obviously, fashion and photography go hand in hand. Music. I'm big in the Japanese culture. So, you know, I watch a lot of anime. I love eating ramen, things like that. Dope. Yeah, that's kind of my next question, actually. Like, what are some of your favorite anime shows and why? Because I don't, I don't really, I'm not really hip on, like, a lot of the new anime stuff. Like, I'm an old anime dude. I like Dragon Ball Z. I like Samurai Jack. I like, um, yeah, I'm, like, on that wave. You know what I mean? Like, 
Afro Samurai, cool. like yeah, all that. Yeah, 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 those are cool. I mean, the classics will always be cool, man. Like Samurai Champloo, uh, yeah. Trigun, Yu Yu Hakusho. But like, there's been a lot of really cool recent shows. Um, big names like you know My Hero Academia, um, uh, Bungo Stray Dogs. Like even some that come out more recently, like Doctor Stone and um, what was the other one I was watching? Um, there's a lot like Astra Lost in Space. Like there's a lot of great new shows that have come out, um, and I think that it's a great time for people to get into anime yeah. because they're shorter now too. There's not those super long Dragon Ball True. Z series stretched or out, fifty yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's cool to see people get into it, but it's also I think back to like when I was in middle school elementary school and people were like you know you were weird yeah watching yeah. that kind of stuff but you know whatever do what y'all do man y'all jump on the band what like, shows would you recommend me for someone who's just like about to get about to jump into the anime game um i think you should watch have you seen samurai oh uh, yeah my brother had like a bunch of those on dvd back in the day okay. he was a huge anime head that's a good one um if you like more drama there's a show called erased that's really good uh, My Hero Academia is a great one to start with. It's it's pretty easily digestible, let's call it. You know, um, I'd have to I'd have to look at a list. Man, I got like a little starter pack list for people who don't know nothing about anime to so just kind of ease into that world. Like uh, Psychopath is another word, good okay. one. But yeah, we can talk about that later, man. I'll slide you the list. I need that. We're gonna get you in. Dope. There. <laughs> All right. How also? How did you get into personal fitness and boxing? And like, what are your goals in uh, personal fitness? Oh man, fitness is. Fitness is something that I just kind of stumbled into. Like, I was always pretty fit. Like, I got pretty good genes. So I, I had I had a V-cut since I was, like, eight years old and all that stuff. But I was a very slim kid. I was, like, 100 pounds soaking wet <laughs> in middle school and high school. But uh, I think that I just wanted to see myself in a different light. You know, I was going through – I went through the standard teenage angst of, like, you know, uh, trouble with self-worth, you know, self-image, things like that. And as I got older, got into college, I was like, damn, I kind of want to, I want to be stronger. I want to look different. I want to feel better about how I look and just be an overall more fit individual. So I started going to the gym. I had homies who were into uh, personal training. So I had them help me out. Uh, got myself a gym membership, started using my school gym since I was. Yeah, it anyway. put that to use. <laughs> Need that. Yeah, man. I did that. I set goals for myself, uh, image goals and, you know, weight goals, whatever Whatever I felt like I wanted to, to grow into, I just kept that in mind, and I constantly went. You know, at one point, I was going to the gym seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. Sheesh. So you really, you really got to love it. At one point, I was even, like, training people, you know. When I got to hit my goals and I learned some things, I was helping my friends, you know, training them on a yeah. just to just to be better versions of themselves, you know. A lot of people just need that motivation. They don't necessarily need help, but they need someone to push them to want yeah, to no, that's what's up that's dope do you still uh do those ninja days like when's the next one because i need to go to that next one because the next ninja day hopefully this month i'm trying to do a lot this yeah summer. i was it's tight at the crib watching that show on instagram like damn like where why did i not go yeah man you gotta come to the next one so to get more clarity on that the ninja day nikon ninja day is a day where i set up where all my friends we go out and we we go to this uh, ninja course called nitro zone in like Peachtree Corners, Norcross area. And they got a bunch of stuff. If you ever seen Ninja Warrior or the new show, Ultimate Beastmaster, it's just like that. You're climbing around, you jump in, you're doing the salmon ladder. It's super intensive. And you gotta be real. You gotta be about-, about No, fact. I swear, I was watching Ninja Warrior yesterday. I'm like, bro, I would breeze through this. Like I would go crazy. 
That's what bro, you think. I'm going to the next Ninja Day. Okay, I'm going to look, the next one. You gonna be on camera? <laughs> nah, let's do it. Y'all need to. No, we're gonna put it on camera and then we're gonna submit it to Ninja Warrior, and then we're gonna get this money. They're gonna be like, boy, you need more training, son. <laughs> Come on, it's, it's all in the forums in the back, man. So I know you in the gym, so work on that because you will fall real fast. All right, what's your what's your definition of making it, and do you think that it always changes? Yes, making it always changes. Um, some people I went to school with, who I was, uh, who I grew up with, they see me now and they're like, you know, damn, like you made it, you know. And at first, I used to be like, nah, I ain't making it. You know, I'm not rich. I'm not, you know, this, that, and the fourth. But when I when I do kind of think about it now I'm like damn you know I kind of have made it you know I'm, I'm a much happier version of myself and I've done really great things with photography that I never saw myself doing you know I've, I've met people I've, I've shot things that I dreamed about I've you know, I've made money I've been able to support myself support my family and that's something a lot of people can't say you know so I respect the fact that from another person's perspective, yes, I've made it. And, you know, I acknowledge that for myself as well, that I've, I've done a lot of the things that I said I would do. And that's a beautiful thing. So, I, yeah, I definitely feel like I've made it. And there's bigger goals now that I've set that I want to reach. Dope. All right. So kind of sort of wrapping this up a little bit, I'm going to need you to drop a gem drop for the gem. folks. Just give something anything that somebody could take home be like, yeah, I need that. I really needed to hear that. Any type of positive message just any any piece of jewelry you got for the people right now okay well, let me give you this this iced out chain for y'all to take home and uh and ponder on <clears throat> i think that life is always going to give you ups and downs you know whatever whether you're you're chasing your degree to get a job whether you're chasing your creative career to pursue something more abstract it's always going to have ups and downs and the biggest thing for you to focus on during that journey is your own happiness. Like we get caught up a lot of the time trying to do what makes other people happy because we feel like through their happiness, we'll eventually find our own, but it's really a personal journey the whole time. You know, something that's something I'm relearning and constantly relearning myself, but I, I understand it now to the point that I'm, I'm living it, you know? So just focus on your own happiness do things for you and along the way help who you can and don't be afraid to speak on it you know i don't think people talk enough about what makes them happy and where they want to go so just the simple fact of, or the simple moments of sharing how you feel and where you want to go can inspire someone to want to do the same for themselves not for you but for them and that's powerful real shit man uh, is there anything else coming up in your life that people need to know about let the people know your instagrams anything that you got going on um I really just, I'm chilling right now. I'm like, I'm really getting to know myself and, and living living happily and trying to do different things in my photography, getting into videography, which is cool. Uh, depending on when this comes out, uh, I've got an event coming up with Dope People Meet next week on July 25th. Oh, nice. I will be there. Uh, okay, pull up, man. Yeah, it's going to be at Google, so I'll be speaking on a panel. It's kind of like a master class. For oh, nice. I'm so. definitely going to pull up. Yeah. So whether this this comes out on time or not, you know, if you hear about it, show some love to the to the after movie or whatever that comes out, or if you get it in time, pull up, you know, learn something. Dope, else. dope. All right, well, yeah, tell the people your Instagram, social media, Twitter's website, all that right now. Well, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nikon Poppy, and my website is civilcreations.com. Civil like the rights, 
So check out my work. Check out my portfolio. And uh, I appreciate y'all listening in. Dope, yeah. man. I would like appreciate to thank you, you Mr. Nikon Poppy Wildy. I appreciate you for sliding through and being a part of the first episode of Low Static Podcast, bro. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for having me. Thank you for everybody listening to this, too, man. Tune in next week. And yeah, peace. Los Addicts. Los Addicts Podcast. Los Addicts.